The community of Isla Vista is facing an unprecedented housing shortage ahead of the fall quarter, leaving many students to consider drastic options such as commuting several hours or even living in their cars. Many factors are playing into the crisis, including high enrollment rates at the university level, lack of housing in the area, and more students choosing lower-density housing due to COVID-19. UCSB currently has a waitlist of over 1,000 students still in search of housing, with campus apartments and residence halls at full capacity and most leases in the area having been filled since spring of this year. For incoming students unfamiliar with the area, including transfers and international students, this has led to a great deal of desperation, confusion, and anxiety as students grapple with the looming threat of houselessness. On online forums like Reddit, students are asking if there are places to sleep in tents in Isla Vista and posting suggestions about how to live safely in their cars. Facebook housing pages are flooded with requests, making finding a lease extremely difficult at this point in time. Worsening the situation even further, many students are being scammed out of great sums of money by elaborate, convincing profiles that offer housing in exchange for personal information and a deposit. To hear about the situation from someone closely involved in the housing market in Isla Vista, KCSB News sat down with Robin Unander, Student Legal Services Advisor with the Legal Resource Center in IV. Robin began by telling us about the recent influx of housing scams she has been hearing about from students, in which fake profiles scam them out of thousands of dollars. I became aware of a scam through one called UCSB Housing Search, and there was an individual in there with a profile that was uh, alarming still in there. And when I learned about this, I reached out to the admin for that group and said, you've got to kick this person out. They're running a scam. I read through the communications between the, the student and that person. That ended up <laughs> resulting in me becoming the admin for the group because that person had long since graduated UCSB and really didn't have the time to properly monitor the group. But what ended up happening is, you know, the individual runs an advertisement, whether it's Craigslist or through the Facebook groups, and the advertisement ends up being fake. It's some pictures that were taken from some other time that maybe a unit was put up for rent or, you know, maybe that was sold. And so here's some pictures they were able to find online. They do a very detailed description. It all looks legit. It sounds legit. And the part that makes it unique coming through Facebook is one of the reasons we've started to turn to Facebook marketplace away from Craigslist is because it seemed more verifiable you know, like less scary that you're dealing with an unknown person because we have these profiles, right? Well, profiles are fake too. People can create those more than one, you know, multiples that have absolutely no validity to them. And that's what's happening. So whereas Craigslist is sort of this blind posting that you're responding to and Facebook used to be the safe go-to, Facebook is no longer safe either. She said the most vulnerable students are often transfers and international students. KCSB's Pia Ramos spoke with Julie Zhu, a fourth-year communication major at UCSB, currently residing in Beijing. Julie offered her perspective on the housing crisis and the anxiety it's been causing her as an international student. I definitely feel worried or even anxious, you know, because nearly all of my friends who didn't find a, you know, available apartment feel like in this way because we are international students we actually that's not you know China is our homeland and we are not that familiar with 
the America, the the U.S. because yeah, we didn't grow up here. So it is you know basically we are traveled so long way to another part of the world, but like we are still having all of these difficulties. Like we there's COVID nineteen right? Like there's Delta virus now, and there's no housing, and everything just a difficulty like everything is a problem so we like all of this like combined together is our the source of the anxiety julie described the difficult process of searching for an available apartment in isla vista and the lengths that some students are being forced to consider to attend in-person classes in june nearly all of the apartments in ivy are available like all of them are rented and like in july all of the like july and august nearly all of the apartments in santa barbara like nearly all of them in downtown are all rented too and some of my friends i heard of some of people like some of international students now renting house in ventura or like even la so maybe like they have to travel a so long way maybe they have to drive for one hour or maybe even two hours to get to the school. So yeah, the situation has been um, terrible and many of my friends decide to gap because they don't want to uh, put themselves in dangerous of the pandemic and they can't find a apartment. In terms of the larger housing crisis at hand, Robin said that scams are a byproduct of a much broader issue. She said that a culmination of factors are to blame for the unprecedented situation that's plaguing the IV community, all pointing back to COVID-19. You know, how we got here is a very interesting, I guess, story. You know, it's a, a perfect storm of sorts. It all relates back to COVID. And I know there are a lot of fingers pointing at the university, but I do not see this as a university-created problem. You know, it, it, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's really easy to look back and go, coulda, woulda, shoulda. But we had a year where all of us got really comfortable working remote. And when people realized that they could work remote from wherever in the world they wanted to be, we did see an influx into our community of people who thought, well, why not? We live in Santa Barbara. So there was that aspect to it. We also had, you know, despite all the stuff going on with COVID and layoffs, we did have some industry hiring people. So there were businesses that were hiring people from outside the area to come work here. So then that was another influx of people. We had students who were so uncertain about what was going to go on. You know, are we really going to go back this time? Because the university was trying to do that last year and then it, it fell apart. So we had a lot of students that held back. And that shouldn't necessarily impact the housing per se, because then that means that there should be inventory available, right? So if the students held back and didn't sign contracts, then we should still have vacancies in Isla Vista. And there were, in June, there were still vacancies. In July, there were still vacancies. It got to be about mid-July, where everything all of a sudden got gobbled up. And what happened is not so much that all of a sudden there was more students coming than what was anticipated or than what would be normal. What happened is the students decided on their own, I'm not going to live 10 people to a house. We're going to have only six instead of 10. So when you start taking that and going, okay, you know, two from this household, six from that household, four from that household, and displacing those, those beds that 
normally are there. You know, students, even in COVID last year, were, were still living very densely populated. And it's, it's a choice that students make to survive, to help the rent. You know, they want to live together. So this is just kind of how it works. But after COVID, after conflicts uh, with lifestyle choices, you know, so some houses wanted to practice safe protocols. Some houses went, what COVID? You know, and so that created its own conflict last year. So I think those students who could afford to live in less density, they seized the opportunity and then that displaced beds. So the students who didn't get a chance to jump in, they either you know, were waiting to see what happened or all the freshmen from last year who weren't here in the, in the leasing cycle that you guys all get to enjoy in early spring, or freshmen from this year who maybe didn't know, so they didn't sign up for university housing and they got on the list late, or transfers from last year, same thing. They weren't here to get a new lease for this year or transfers from this year that didn't even know our leasing season started. So we've got some pretty significant groups of students in addition to the regular students that you know, we're planning to come anyway, but just kind of held back that had no idea that this was coming and that they should have gotten off the fence a long time ago and grabbed whatever they could. So I'm not blaming the students, but I'm just saying our inventory in Santa Barbara as a community shriveled for lots of different factors. In terms of potential solutions, community members have suggested ideas like negotiating with the nearby hotel chains. An online change.org petition was published on August 12th suggesting the university look to hotels as a possible solution, which has received over 1,800 signatures. Earlier this week, campus community members received an email asking staff and faculty to consider housing students if they, quote, have an extra room in their home, end quote. Robin said that conversations about potential solutions are ongoing, and the university is weighing a number of options. What I have heard is that you know, the, the conversation is ongoing constantly about what to do. Some of the ideas were floated around um, about the hotels and we as a university has been waiting for proposals to come in and see are there hotels willing to offer our students housing and at a rate that would be affordable for students. So that's, that's one possibility, but that's all dependent upon what the hotels want to do. I've heard that the university is looking into chartering commuter buses because a lot of students are looking to move to Ventura, which is about 45 minutes away. And so they're looking into you know, getting some buses that can help bring students back and forth, which is one possible solution. There was the email that went out trying desperately to ask among our own community, anybody who has an extra room that they would be willing to rent to a student. And the students seemed to take offense at that, but I thought that's creative. That's you know doing whatever we can, reaching within our own to find out is that even a possibility to open up our homes? A couple of us have floated the, the possibility of doing a safe parking type of program, but the university, I think, is really holding off going there because I think they really want to try and find a better solution than having students sleep in their cars. So that's, that's kind of where I've heard for right now. I know that they did end up opening about 250 beds in doubles that they made into triples. And that allowed them to get some pressure off of the wait list because they were able to offer those beds to 
last year's freshmen, so now sophomores who are coming here, um, this year's freshmen, last year's transfer students, and this year's transfer students. But those were students who put their names on the list, you know, timely and didn't miss the cutoff. At least we've got you know, some of those housed now that those contracts went out for them. We asked Robin how the rise of the Delta variant further complicates the housing crisis in the year ahead. I think that from some of the things we learned last year, you know, and that looking at some of the conflicts that came up among housemates and roommates and the, the different priorities of lifestyle. And so for those that are much more concerned about the Delta variant, are much more you know, afraid of, wow, we dodged a bullet last year, but I don't know that we'll be so lucky this year, that they are the ones that are really kind of you know, driving this, we want to be responsible, we want to live with fewer people so we can have better control over our environment and not be potentially exposed because somebody decided that they don't believe in the virus and they went out and, and went to one of those big parties and, um, and now we're all paying the price for it. I think COVID taught a lot of students last year that the best way to you know, control your environment is to have more control and you've got less people in there, you've got more control. When we asked Julie if there was anything she'd like to say to the UCSB administration in the midst of the housing crisis, she offered her support for options like hybrid instruction and negotiating with local hotels. Actually, I, I believe that they understood our difficulties, but their difficulties is that they can't, you know, build a building or like build a residence hall in two months, right? So actually, I, I also know like they, they understand our difficulties, but they actually can do limited things. So I was actually wondering like why they don't want to go back to the remote instruction or like part of the, you know, at least providing more plus as a remote instruction or like hybrid. So yes, and and also I hear that UCLA or like UCSD, they bought a, they, they, co they cooperate with local hotel and then they kind of rent the hotel for a whole year and then they re, re like sublease to the students. So actually the school takes some action, but like for at UCSB, many parents and students complain that yes, they respond quickly they say they know our difficulties but actually they take no real like like constructive action we asked if there was anything robin could say or do to comfort students through this unprecedented situation she offered a raw and honest response no no from where i sit this whole thing sucks from where i sit i can't adequately protect students from the scams that are out there. And I get why they're doing it because they're desperate. And somebody could, you know, understand that somebody's international from their inquiry and say, well, gosh, if you were here, I could show it to you, but you're not here. So, you know, and the scams are just very sophisticated, unfortunately. And to me, that's the heartbreaking part. Like, yes, I am worried about students being homeless. I am worried about students not able to come here because they, they can't find housing. And I've heard that, you know, there's a push and pull about whether to offer any online classes. You know, faculty is torn about what to do about that. 
So there's no easy answer and there's no magic website. There's no magic landlord. There's no magic anything that I could say, look here, look here. You'll find them here. I know people that have found legitimate listings on Craigslist that not everything is a scam there. I know that there's still students finding housing through the Facebook groups that's legitimate. And maybe it's looking for one student here, two students there. So it's, you know, small plugins, but I'm, I'm hoping, you know, that maybe students will consider looking elsewhere in other communities like Ventura. There's more housing available there. It's less expensive than here, but there does uh, involve the commute. And that doesn't make for a fun day if you need to be on campus for different things or NIV, you know, you come here for the college experience. But there's nothing that I can offer to students of hang in there, it'll get better because I don't know at what point it will and if that will happen in the next month or not. Thank you to both Robin Unander and Julie Zhu for being featured in this report. KCSB News will continue to keep you informed about this developing story. For more information about UCSB's Legal Resource Center, visit legal.as.ucsb.edu. That's legal.as.ucsb.edu.